Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Yes, indeed, everybody. Carol Master, Corey Johnson on a busy Tuesday. Bloomberg Markets coming up. We've got a lot of earnings out after the close, and that includes AT&T course. So we're going to break down uh, the quarter, see what our guest has to say. Right now, AT&T shares, they're up almost 3% in the after hours. I think it's one of the most important companies to report because they spend uh, so much money that the rest of the world of technology wants to know what AT&T is doing because it's almost like a defense department budget and that it'll direct so many other companies and what they're doing. All right, so we'll break it down in just a moment. Let's break down those some of your top business stories. All that news after the close and the closing numbers on Wall Street. Here is Charlie Kelly. All right, I thank you very much, Carol Massa. Thank you, Corey. Records for the S&P and NASDAQ, but I want to agree with Corey and go right to AT&T. It did post a surprise wireless subscriber gain in the second quarter, rebounding from a loss earlier this year and showing it can fend for itself in a cutthroat price war. The telecommunications giant top second quarter earnings estimates it gained 127,000 wireless customers in the second quarter. Texas Instruments, the largest maker of analog semiconductors that are the basic building blocks of every electronic device, gave a forecast that indicated steady demand from the automotive industry. Chipotle Mexican Grills profit gains boosted by higher menu prices are helping ease investor concerns about the burrito chain's latest health scare. General Motors gearing up for a tougher second half of the year as it slashes production to bring inventory back in line and prepares for new pickup and SUV models. General Motors shares uh, fell today. Uh, They were down by about seven-tenths of one percent. Chuck Stevens is GM's chief financial officer. He spoke today with Bloomberg Television and Radio. Yeah, I would say another really, really good quarter from a North American perspective. Three and a half billion dollars of profit in North America. Very strong margins at 12.2 percent. China equity income continued to be strong at a half a billion dollars. We had a record quarter at GM Financial. They earned $400 million. And importantly, we broke even in South America in a very, very challenging environment. And right now we're just hearing from AMD, second quarter revenue, $1.22 billion. The estimate there, $1.16 billion. Uh, records, as we mentioned, for the S&P up today by 7, a gain of three-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ also at a record, 64.12, little changed on the day. Dow Industrials up 100 points, up five-tenths of 1%. Gold down 450 the ounce down four-tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. All right, everybody. Got to talk a little bit about uh, the telecom market because AT&T out with its uh, latest quarterly release. Stock's up 3% in the after hours. A surprise wireless subscriber gain. Subscriber gain. Say that five times fast. A surprise wireless subscriber gain helping to lift profit uh, at at and Let's just get Craig Moffat in. Founder and senior analyst at Moffat Nathanson Research uh, on the phone in New York City. I can't speak, but I know you can, Craig. Uh, stock's up in the after hours. Good quarter for AT&T? Well, it's certainly better than people expected. I mean, let's be fair. Expectations had come come down quite a bit mm-hmm. along with the stock price over the last uh, couple of months. And, um, and so the bar was set reasonably low, but, but these are pretty good results and, uh, in particular better than we expected in wireless. Um, the, 
you know, this is the reputation of the wireless business has become so negative, uh, and these results are actually um, pretty good with with a real subs- a subscriber gain and uh, and with um, better margins than you would have expected. Subscriber gain is interesting because we see a lot of sort of shifting allegiances with uh, subscribers themselves. Uh, how do they achieve the sub- subscriber gain? Well, one of the ways they've done it is uh, they've been very aggressive in cross-marketing DirecTV and and even uh, HBO, although they don't own HBO yet. That, remember, that deal is still pending. Um, but but they have offered DirecTV now their their OTT or online version of DirecTV at a very heavy discount for their unlimited wireless subscribers, and that may have helped. Um, they they also offer HBO at a, at a big discount uh, to DirecTV now subscribers, and that and then they market that to their wireless customers as well. So that seems to be core to their cross marketing or, or their vertical integration strategy, and it seems to have helped the wireless business. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't help the video business. DirecTV's numbers uh, were relatively weak. Um, but all in all, it was a pretty good quarter for, for AT&T. How do you see AT&T as a company um, down the road, especially as it awaits uh, antitrust approval, regulatory approval of that deal uh, with Time Warner? Well, you know, it's ultimately, um, this is an awfully big company, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it's hard to summarize a company with this much reach and complexity in, in, in a single sentence. Verizon is a pretty simple company by comparison. It's really just a wireless operator or primarily a wireless operator. AT&T is, at this point, before the Time Warner deal, something like equal parts wireless, wireline, and video and entertainment. Um, with the addition of, uh, and but it, it's such a large company that even with a massive $110 billion acquisition of uh, Time Warner, including debt, Time Warner is still only going to be about 15% of revenues when that deal closes. So you're talking about just a gargantuan company. And, um, and if there's a risk here, it's that when you get that big, it's first, it's awfully hard to grow a pie that big. Um, but second, when you get that big, it's hard to keep a lot of the pieces growing at the same time. So you end up being, you, you risk becoming just a series of crossing lines where the good offsets the bad or the bad offsets the good, and you end up sort of having difficulty doing much more than running in place. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about spending and where the focuses are for spending. Cause I, I'm always looking, you know, uh, I was never an AT&T investor, but when I was an investor, I was always looking at AT&T's sort of guidance on where they were going to put dollars to work and building out their network. Well, they're, they're, everyone is investing right now in densifying the network. Um, that's that's wireless code for more small like cells and therefore putting lots of wires into the ground. Um, and that's that's a focus for everyone. But AT&T has just won a, a big contract from the government for something called FirstNet, a uh, first responder network. Um, and the FirstNet strategy is an interesting one. Um, whether or not FirstNet turns out to be much more than a break-even proposition at this point is a little unclear, but it helps offset the cost of doing lots of work and, and touches to their network that they would have to do anyway. Now they get to do it all at one time, and so it helps make it more efficient for them to to add additional spectrum that they've purchased over the last few years to their network all in in, in one shot. And 
uh, and that will be quite effective in reducing the cost of deployment, um, and it also gives them a capacity story for, for some time to come. Craig, if you can be really quick, 10 seconds. Last time we talked to you, you had a sell recommendation for AT&T. Where are you now? Very quickly. We upgraded it um, about a month ago, I want to say, uh, something like a month ago, just because it had gotten oversold. I don't know that my my fundamental thesis about AT&T has changed all that much. Okay. But we said the stock had gotten oversold, and at those valuations, it looked like it was it was finally fairly valued. It didn't make sense to keep Craig, a, a sell rating. Craig Moffat, thank you. Let's get to Nathan Hager right now. He's got to look at world and national news headlines from our 991 studios in Washington, D.C. All right. Thank you, Corey. With no votes to spare, Senate Republicans have agreed to begin debate on dismantling the Affordable Care Act. President Trump praised lawmakers for getting it done with zero Democratic votes. He singled out one Republican in particular. I want to thank Senator John McCain. Very brave man. He made a tough trip to get here and vote. Casting that vote after learning last week he has brain cancer. But McCain says he will vote against the bill as it stands now. In the process, McCain made a plea for compromise. I hope we can again rely on humility, on our need to cooperate, on our dependence on each other, to learn how to trust each other again, and by so doing better, serve the people who elected us. President Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, has been described as cooperative and forthcoming. In his closed-door interview today with the House Intelligence Committee, Chairman Mike Conaway says Kushner wanted to answer every question lawmakers had. Ranking member Adam Schiff says... President's son-in-law was receptive to coming in again for more questions. Lawmakers wanted to hear more about Kushner's meeting with a Russian banker, as well as his effort to set up a back channel with the Russian government during the transition. More speed cameras could save more lives. That's the gist of a National Transportation Safety Board report. It calls for more traffic cameras to catch speeding drivers. The government safety watchdog says inconsistent reporting by law enforcement means speeding goes underreported as a factor in the more than 30,000 traffic deaths in the U.S. every year. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. This is Bloomberg.